0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Late Night Football. Welcome to another analysis show for today. And if you're a Barcelona fan, the enduring image of the week of the week might possibly be seeing Ronald Araujo playing as a striker, as a makeshift striker. And he had three good chances and he missed all of them. But, but imagine that playing a defender as a striker, trying long balls in the box to try for someone to get on the end of that, to score a goal that could perhaps... Um, give them a point or maybe all three against Almeria. I mean, it, it has been a tough week for Barcelona. I mean, you know, they lost to Manchester United in the Europa League. Uh, they, you know, they've gone out of that competition and then they showed up at Almeria and they lost their 1-0 as well. And um, it's a lot there's a lot of things that, that can be said. Now, one of the things that I want to point out is that every club has blips during a season. Every team, you know, every big team, every winning team has blips during a season. It's not whether you have a blip or not. It's how you recover from that blip uh, to make sure that it is not something more prolonged. And I think this is Barcelona's test this season. This is Xavi's test this season. They've had a blip. They had a couple of bad games in Europe. Then, you know, they, they've had... Uh, you know, for the first time, I think they're a little... Not necessarily... I wouldn't say they're under pressure because it's just one game that they've lost. But they will be under a little bit of pressure because they're going to go up against Real Madrid in the Spanish Cup. If they lose that, that tie... Um, then I think there will be a little bit more pressure. So the question is how do they come out of this uh this flip, I think will be the will be the question. Now keep in mind there have been injuries. Obviously, I mean Dembele has been injured. Um, Gab Pedri was injured. Um, Gavi was of course unavailable for the Champions League tie. Um so, so there have been mitigating circumstances. Although Skips was just coming back from injury as well for that game, so you can't necessarily legislate the fact that well they've been poor without without pointing out the fact that they were missing players. Now that's not to say that's an excuse because other teams have been missing players as well. Manchester United been missing a couple of players as well, um, you know. So and Almeria, even with injuries, I think Barcelona should have enough to beat Almeria uh, away from home. That that's just the way it should be, but. I mean, those are mitigating circumstances, but again, good managers need to find ways to make things work. And and I do believe part of that is not helped by the form. I mean, I, Ferran Torres, for me, I think he's been a bit of a flop signing. I would say. I mean, he had a good game last weekend, but he just doesn't seem like he doesn't seem someone who's consistently uh, going to score goals I do feel that he's he's not a winger as such I do think he's more of a striker than a winger uh, but again with 11 dos keeping a striker there's no way he's going to get opportunities to play as a striker so his his job is going to be to play on the wing if he can do that but I, I just think there's something missing he's not the player that that you know, I saw at Manchester City, there was a player raw talent, and I felt like this guy has something about him that you know that needs to be nurtured. He wasn't a finished article at Manchester City by any means, but he just looked like someone who had potential to be something. He hasn't shown that since. And maybe City will feel, yeah, it's a good thing we sold him at the time that we did. But uh he, something's missing there for Antoris. Um, Rafinha blows hot and cold all the time in the way that he gets that the injured. Stories that have come out as well a ridiculous, but um, he's just someone who's again not very consistent. Times he'll show his billions, and other times he, he looks a bit average. He's had a decent season for a player who's coming in from Leeds and playing at the top at the very top level for the first time, but he does seem a little bit like again a bit up and down. He needs to build that consistency. Dembele, you know, for the he's got the his injury came out at the worst time possible, and then there's Ansufati, isn't it? Ansufati, for me, player who was who impressed me so much. I remember seeing him, I think, in 2020, and he impressed me so much in that game. And that was also the game where he got his first injury. But he looks so good when he played there. I thought this guy could be special. Since then, you know, injury after injury. I think that has stunted his goal. It's going to take him a while. I don't think we're going to see him back to if we ever see him back to, to his best. I don't think it's going to happen until at least, at very least, the end of next season. I think these kind of things take a long time to recover from. And the question is, Barcelona, we're going to have to give him that patience and that space now to, to recover. So, so that that's where that is with Ansu Pati, um, and 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 that's the problem, isn't it? Uh, and, and then you come to the big question is financially do Basin when I have the muscle, so do it what what are I'm going to do in this summer. I mean, that's going to take a weight. That's going to be a weight on, on everybody's shoulders as well. Think about the fact that they planned to get into the Champions League quarterfinals. That was a minimum goal that they had to achieve in order to be able to, uh, you know, meet all of the debts, debt requirements and all of that. They're not going to do that anymore. Now, they've not only gone out in the group stage of the Champions League, they've also been dumped out of the round of, not even in the playoff round of the Europa League. That That's even, you know, like they've not been able to kind of compensate anyway. So now they're going to have to scrounge around again to, to be able to get to. And that's going to take a toll, you know, for the club, they, they're financially they're in peril. And how do you recover those 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 losses those anticipated losses that are going to happen? How do you recover from that? I mean, it's a tough tough thing. Um, but then you come to the playing staff, and what the question that has to be asked, and that's the this question that was being asked, which is very very clear. Is that what's the point of signing Robert Lewandowski? You spend that much money. On a player, you don't have a lot of money to spend, but you spend that much money on a, third, on a 33-year-old striker because you wanted to avoid a situation where Ronald Araujo has to go up front and play as a makeshift striker. So, what was the point of signing up Lewandowski if if that's what's going to happen? Now, Lewandowski has been a success in statistically uh, for Barcelona. I don't think anybody can question that he scored a lot of goals. Got 25 goals this season already. Um, he's been really good. Probably the one player that has kept pace. That has tried to keep pace with Erling Haaland's going scoring exploits uh, this season. So he's been really good. But then you ask the question, isn't it? Did they need to spend that much money on a striker at the time when they didn't have a lot of money to spend and on, a, on a player who's probably not going to have any resale value as well? So, do you really want to pay that much? And, you know, in games like this where he can't, where, you know, and, and I don't think he's been very good uh, this season in Europe for Barcelona. I don't think. And the fact is that he hasn't. I mean, he's scored only one goal across the two games against Manchester United, which was a penalty. Um, he's He hasn't been able to take Barcelona into the round of 16 of the Champions League. And you've got to say, well, defensively, they and I'll come to a defence as well, but, but I just feel that Robert Lewandowski, maybe his season, statistical success, but maybe not an on-field, not, not, not an entire, and not a not 100% success. Maybe that's my assessment. Let me know, of course, what you think but in the comments. But it just feels like that hasn't worked out in the way that Barcelona probably hoped for it to work out. Um, and then you talk about the defence. I mean, that defence is supposedly one of La, uh, La Liga's, Europe's best defence, actually, statistically La, La Liga's best defence. But is it really? Is it really the best defense in in you know? Is it really a defense that worth your pace? I still feel Barcelona's best center back pairing has got to be Araujo and Kunde. That's got to be their best center back pairing because that because that is the one that's got to be working. The problem is because they also signed Christensen, because they've also signed um you know uh, uh Mar- you know Marcus Alonso because they have Eric and, and that's fine that you have Eric Garcia as backup because they've signed Christensen as well now they've got to play him so he's playing along so he's got to play in that center back so then Kunde gets pushed out to the right back. Role. And they don't they don't have any obvious right backs, by the way. They no, they have no right backs. They've had to play Marcus Alonso's right back. Hector Beirin was signed in the summer, then sold in, in January. And in one of the weirdest deals that I've ever seen happen. I mean, probably it was just to make some money off of that deal, but it's so weird that they signed him for just six months. But that's the thing. These are these are, and then of course the emergence of Balde means that they didn't actually need Marcus Alonso either. They didn't really need Marcus Alonso because now they've got three left backs and they've got no right backs. So, yeah, it's just, it's things like these, right? Decisions like these that make you scratch your head a little bit with that defence as well. But because of the fact that that they're, that they're playing Araujo, they're playing conde out of position and therefore Araujo has to partner with Christensen. I think that does impact the defence a little bit. I did mention in the last game as well that playing Christensen and uh, Garcia together, Now I get it, you know, you need to rotate a new need to rest, so I understand that. But the problem is because you're playing Christensen and Garcia together, they're very slow defenders. And that means you're always going to be vulnerable. If playing a high line, you're going to be vulnerable to the ball over the top, and that is what happened, and that's how the goal came. So again, if you had played, if they had a right back, right? Um, if they had a right back that could play a right back, then Kunde could be could play a centre back, and you don't rotate both. You maybe you maybe you still have one centre back that's Kunde or one centre back is Araujo, and then you kind of have the other centre back who can afford to be a little bit slow because you still got that pace of those two guys. But because they didn't have that, because they had to, because one of them has to play right back. Um, therefore, they cannot rotate in the centre-by positions, if that makes sense. So, there are issues there for Chavi to address. The question is, how many issues are going to be addressed in the summer? I mean, will Chavi stay at the end of this summer? I think he will because I don't think Barcelona can afford to sack him <laughs> at this point. So, I mean, he will stay, but then the question is, how much money will they have to spend? They, and I, again, mentioned this about the start. Barcelona have a very talented youth academy. for a, After a long, long time, they've got a really talented co- co- group of youngsters coming through. So, all they need to do now, all they needed to do was just Spend on you know talented youngsters, players with potential, bringing no need to go out and try and spend crazy money. They don't need to do that. That's exactly what they did. They went on and they spent crazy money on Lewandowski, Rafinha. They tried to buy everybody that they could buy, and ultimately, you know, Marcos Alonso, Andres west although he was a free transfer, Jules Conde. This went started buying players, and that's the last thing that you want to do when you're a club in trouble. And I think that therefore, there I think the credit has to be given to Real Madrid because they were under similar sort of financial strain. But they've kind of been prudent about it. They've said, no, that's fine. We're not going to go and spend beyond the means. doesn't matter if we have to take a year or two years, you know, like sort of um, be a little bit lean. We'll do that because then we can go back and we can do what we need to do. But I just feel Barcelona went the other way. It was risky. On both sides were risky. I just felt Real Madrid's approach had less risk to it because they're never going to drop out of top four. So all you're really doing is you, maybe, you, maybe your trophy count gets a bit of a hit. Maybe your brand value takes a bit of a hit. But over a long time, you recover. Barcelona just said, fine, we'll just spend our way out of trouble. We'll spend a lot of money. And what that will do is we'll be able to win a couple of trophies. We'll get that, you know, we'll get those, that revenue coming back in. Maybe that will give us a little bit more, uh, you know, cash in the marketing world as well. It just didn't work did it it didn't work out and maybe Chelsea hadn't done that road as well I don't know but um, it, it is there are pro- now these are long-term problems this is not the problem with this week by the way the, the the issues for this week I think will be to try and get Dembele back fit as soon as possible because he gives he gives Barcelona something that is that is abs- that no other player in this team can give and he has a directness that pace that combination of of of, te- of you know technique direct uh, of you know of of uh, of being technically sound being direct and having that pace, I think that's something that nobody in this team has. So they need to get him back fit as soon as possible. I also think that um, Gavi at, at at the wings is wasted. I mean, I know why he plays it because they don't have money options, but I just feel he's wasted on the left wing. He he needs to be playing centrally. I mean, they've got to figure that part out as well. Maybe they need to switch positions, formations, or something. But playing on the left wing, it, it just feels a waste of his talents, to be honest. Um, and, and then they need to figure out the situation with um, with Ferran Torres and with Ansu Fati. What they want to do with those guys and how and how they want how they see them being integrated into the squad. Going forward, the good thing from Barcelona's perspective because now is that they don't have to play that many games, they're gonna play one game a week. You know, maybe this this uh, you know the two Spanish Cup games will probably be the last when they'll play midweek, and then if they make it to the final, they'll have one more. Um, but again, that won't sort of be, led. but that'll be like a midweek sort of game. But uh, they really this I think this next two weeks are probably the only time when they're really gonna be feeling stretched a little bit. After that, I think it should be. Um fairly still sparing in terms of in terms of schedule. So it's really about freaking out how they want to build how to how they want to rotate this squad uh, 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 from that point and they won't really have to do much, hopefully. So that's that's where it where it's at. But uh, like I said, at the end of the day it's mentality more than anything right and, and you do feel that sometimes when you lose a big game uh, like they thought against Manchester, United, there's always a hangover. there is uh, great teams, they come out of it they they snap out of it and they go no that's just the game I've lost. we're gonna show, we're gonna make a statement. good teams often do um, lose the game after because, you know, they're a little bit down and that's what Barcelona are. They're a good team. They're not a great team yet. So, I mean, it was expected. I, I kind of ex- I kind of thought it might happen. I said as well that if Real Madrid picked up three points, that would have been a vital three points because I could have seen, I could see Almeria losing that, uh, winning that game. And so therefore, um, you know, I said that, but then of course Real Madrid couldn't take advantage of it. So we'll see what happens, but it's all about the classical now, isn't it? The Spanish Cup two ties uh, the the two legs of the Spanish Cup semi-finals which I think personal will want to win they need they I mean the problem now is the pressure is that they'll have to win they have to win it it's not that they want to win it they have to win it because imagine going out of two competitions in the space of a month I think that will put a lot of pressure on, on the club it will put a lot of pressure on, on the players and the manager and you don't want that they don't want that um and and therefore they're gonna to have to they're probably going to going to go into those games theres a lot more on the line than Real Madrid and and that that might play into Madrid's hands, but we'll see what happens. Of course, um, let me know your thoughts. Of course, the second do you think Barcelona can beat Real Madrid? I think they can. They've shown that they can. I think they can. It's just a matter of what's up here. Um, you know that at the time. So we'll see. Obviously, you know when you start losing a couple of games, also the sinking feeling can happen. Maybe you know things can change. Um, but anyway, let me know your thoughts. Of course, do smash like if you enjoyed this video. Share your thoughts on Barcelona's week. Um, where do you think things went wrong? Where do you think um, things can be improved? I would love to hear from you guys. Of course, uh, do subscribe to our channel on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we appreciate your support. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a cup with match reaction shows. Of course, There's a couple of big games happening tomorrow in the FA Cup um, as well as in Serie A. So we'll be there to do the reactions for that. So do subscribe and you get notified when those videos drop. Take care. We'll see you again soon. Bye bye.